0: I think be, we should uh, 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 for yeah. yeah. Listen, I didn't get dragged down here just to get my butt whipped by a bunch of ugly <laughs> bond stars. I ain't going out like that. We're letting them push us around. <laughs> we got to fight them back. We got to take it to them. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Welcome ben back, everybody, to another episode of the Slim Basketball day Podcast. Day. We're happy to be here again. It's been a while. I'm your host, Shaden Smith, here with your lovely co-host. Colton Davidson. And we got a special guest.
2: Glenn Chenoweth in the building. Glenn Chenoweth. Yeah. I didn't know your last name. (laughs) I didn't know your last name either. It's good to see you, Glenn. We don't really
1: know him. He's just some homeless guy I found on the back of the street and said, hey, you want to go record a podcast?
2: None of this is not factual. (laughs) All of this is incredibly factual. Anyway. Fake news.
0: Shaden, you said that you have a really good trivia question today.
1: Yes, I know you guys have really missed um, trivia questions. It's been a long summer. It has been. Well, kind of. It's been long, but it also feels like it's been really yeah. short. But um
2: There's a lot of NBA stuff. A lot of a lot of a NBA lot stuff. Of this is probably NBA gonna stuff.
1: be a lot longer of a podcast than we're used to. Um we really gotta, you know, get on the ball and some stuff and
0: tell the world what they need to know. Mm-hmm. Stuff you
1: guys all probably know.
0: Or, but yeah, they they don't, they know what happened, but they don't know our very valuable opinions about what happened. Right.
1: Well here's something. Like, that i'm sure only really intense nba fans know all right and i'm interested to see if you can get it colton glenn you might actually get this all right maybe this (laughs) one's not too bad
0: what are you are you saying i'm not hardcore (laughs) shut up okay all right the mvp
1: award is one of the biggest things you can earn in the nba besides a
0: championship Would you agree yeah Probably second only to the NBA championship. Well, probably third NBA championship, then, then finals MVP. Yeah, finals then, MVP is pretty finals special. Finals MVP is pretty, in, pretty special. special.
2: But Sorry. the
1: MVP award, if you want to make it into the Hall of Fame, that is really high on the, your resume. Right. Um. Who in the history of the league has the best resume when it comes to the MVP award? Meaning, who has earned or has the most MVP awards in the league of all time?
0: Man, um okay I think I got it I think is it it's uh oh crap I lost roll, his name I lost, he's played for the Celtics
2: oh is was it Diddy what's yeah. his name did you just ask me if it's Diddy
1: no he said he played for the Celtics and I said did he oh <laughs> yeah I was like you want Diddy? no it's not <laughs> Sean um, Combs is it um, sad when you said oh Diddy oh gosh. the first thing I thought of was that monkey from the Nintendo <laughs> video games Diddy Kong racing, man
0: that
2: oh, was God, the greatest what's his
0: name bill russell
2: cold. bill
1: russell yeah it is it is not bill, it's russell. Not bill russell that's okay, a cool mistake I, I, will, I will tell you bill russell is tied for second with five this person has six that's oh, michael jordan six mvps michael jordan is tied with bill russell with five. Oh my this god this person is number one with six both of you guys are going to feel really dumb when you robert Horry. Answer. robert Horry. that's the one that's the one that's the end of the podcast we're done Who's Robert Ory? He's Got seven you NBA I Have no idea. Something who crazy. Is. Yeah, but Robert Ori's like a.
2: Dude, he's I mean, not he's, a great he's, basketball he's player. He's not going to be a Hall of Famer or anything. No, well, he's not. All alre- like he already could have been. He's just not. He is not. Robert like, Ori hit some really big shots back in the day, like okay. really big. But that's all he did.
0: Okay, so he. So he's not On, the championship actual man. On
1: championship teams. On championship teams. He I'm won championships the... with the Lakers, the Spurs. That was it, right? Yeah, Lakers, I, think, I, think, I think. Yeah, I think that's it. Um. Anyways. I really don't know. Do you want to keep guessing? Are you done?
0: I was going to say Kobe, but I don't think I'm right.
1: He is one of the best actors I've ever seen. Actors? Yes. He was in, (laughs) if I say this, you're going to know who it is, Colton, but he was in the hit movie Airplane.
2: Oh, Kareem Kareem Abdul
1: Jabbar.
0: My dad says, You don't play any defense. Kareem
1: (laughs) Abdul
2: Jabbar. Kareem (laughs)
1: Abdul Jabbar, have you ever just watched him? Have you ever just looked at, like, watched old clips of him play?
2: It, it looks like my dad playing.
1: That dude was crazy, though. Just yeah. the shots that he made, it's like he's not even looking at the basket, flinging the ball behind his head, making shots like that. It's ridiculous. Yeah, anyways, he was... Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has got quite the resume. Yeah. Six MVPs, what is it, six championships... Hated uh, a lot. Five with the Lakers, one with the Bucks. He, he was
0: in the movie Airplane. <laughs> in the movie Airplane. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that's how so we know him. Here, <laughs> I knew if like I got said like that 11 NBA go, uh, or something. I, I yeah. love that movie. Uh, I love that movie too. Anyway, but that's
1: a good thing. Um, anyways, so that's our trivia question. Coming back, we'll hit you guys up with even more. We're really gonna um, be trying to think of some better ones, some better things to do throughout the podcast as this semester goes by. But. Um, we just want to jump right in there. It's been a while since we have talked about it. We really want to get into the Thunder. Yeah, of course, that's who we are. The Thunder's the live. main focus. The Thunder is life. Is it?
0: It's why you wake up in the morning. Honestly, so
1: probably. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we thought we'd get into it. The Thunder have had a crazy off season. Cole, um, I'm going to let you take it away. What you thought was the biggest. Most obvious thing that happened in the well, Thunder.
0: The, awesome. the, the big thing was is that um, the Thunder signed this guy named uh, Raymond Felton. Yeah, that was, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, it was the acquisition of Paul of Paul freaking George. I mean, holy crap! Paul we didn't we didn't we didn't get to talk about this at all. Whenever we ended, so it's been you know three months of us getting used to this idea. But it's still, it's like we're gonna see Paul George put on a uniform and play for the Oklahoma City Thunder, and it's gonna be so freaking cool. So if you have been living underneath a rock. Or if you, at the, you know, in bikini bottom or something, you, you need to know. Uh, Paul George was uh, acquired by the Thunder. They, uh, the Thunder sent uh, the Indiana Pacers Demona Sabonis and Victor Oladipo, and they got Paul George. Yeah, exactly. And one of the craziest things that's probably happened in the last five years of the NBA. I mean. Yeah.
1: Remember, remember when I was telling you Paul George would love Oklahoma because of the fishing. Yeah, <laughs> they had a big well, fishing. They did a big fishing thing the other day, and all I'm saying, <laughs> I'm not saying I told you so. I'm just saying.
2: Fishing is kind of lame, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> wow,
1: Shaden. Look, I'm not a fisher, Paul. Is that, is, Stop is that, a, is that a hot take, Shaden? Yeah, it's a hot
0: take. Yeah, yeah. So, hot in take. addition hot to you know Paul George, who's going to do some amazing things, we can probably devote a whole podcast to just talking about what he's going to bring to the table.
1: Um, yeah, and and since we're on the subject of Paul George, um, before we get into the other expositions, can we talk about the the whole? Paul George Russell compared to the K- KD Russell, yeah. real quick. It's it's, it's
0: absolutely a, a big. It's a big thing.
1: Um, I, I just want to know: um, Is Paul George the 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 I don't know the duo or the 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 other person that Russell Westbrook needs besides Kevin Durant? Is Paul George that person that Kevin Durant couldn't be?
0: Um. I'm not sure. Well, I I do know that I don't. From what everything I've been hearing, I don't. I, ne- I haven't got to watch a whole lot of Paul George play. I mean, I've, I've obviously seen him when he played Oklahoma City. I've seen uh, highlights of him playing, but I haven't really watched, sat down and watched just full games of him playing or anything. Not like I have the Thunder team. Mm-hmm. But from what everything I've been hearing is, he doesn't demand the ball quite as much as what a Kevin Durant does. Absolutely not. He, but and he seems to be much more willing who fall into that spot-up shooter role, right. and he's really good at it.
1: He is really good at it. Paul George is what I like to call... He's he's a superstar who doesn't have to have the ball in his
0: hands. Yeah, fence. and it seems like he is a very capable uh, creator as well. He averaged, right. I think, four assists last season. Four, four or, five or five assists. Or five, something yeah, something, like something close to that, which is, is awesome. Uh, he makes the
1: smart play. As he,
0: and it seems like he is someone that you can say that you feel comfortable with running the offense, running the show, without... Russ Westbrook on the floor where we didn't ha- we just didn't have that with Russ with last season. Uh, Samash Christian never did it. Victor Oladipo was might be just as bad as Samash Christian about running an offense or r- doing anything of that kind. Found out he was a terrible ball handler. Yeah, I just oh constantly. I will say it. he
1: has gotten better this off season. I've been watching him do some workouts and stuff, and he has well, Victor good. You got good. burned
2: by a kid though. There's like a kid. <laughs> and there's that video. And he got burned by that kid, man. He
0: did get burned by. that kid. Anyway, Hey. But still, I mean, we don't really have to talk a whole lot about it because he's not on the team anymore. But still, just the fact was is that Paul George, from a standpoint of being able to be someone that can, can come in and do stuff with Russell off the floor, is is huge for this Thunder team. Right. It really it's is. Huge.
1: And Paul George, I like I said earlier, he is a superstar who doesn't need to have the ball in his hands. And it's – I mean, there are great players. Who, who can be like that, but when you talk superstar, Paul George is a superstar. He really mm-hmm. is. Still top 12 and, player and in the league. It is so mm-hmm. rare to find a player who doesn't have to be that ball dominant and still do what he does. Yeah, a lot of people are um, upset about with the whole part Paul George saying because everyone's saying he's so great. His numbers are not as big as what you'd think they'd be, and people are saying you know Carmelo Anthony's numbers are around the same as what Paul George's were last year. But the reason why Paul George is such a high number is because he helps his team.
0: Yeah, he does. He brings so much more to the table than just shooting he
1: does he makes the right play when he gets the ball he knows what to do makes the right play knows how to pass it out knows when he needs to shoot it rather than take a stupid fade away or try and you know doesn't he doesn't do seem to freak
2: out all that
0: much
1: he doesn't seem to freak out that much i will say um he he, he just sometimes he just doesn't seem like he's trying you know and he's still playing okay. really well um But I'm really interested to see how the Russell Westbrook and him work out because Russell Westbrook is the best example ever of being a superstar who absolutely needs the ball in his hands. Russell Westbrook has to have the ball in his hands, and that's just true. Like, he has to. But I think having Paul George around him will be so much nicer because the Kevin Durant-Russell Westbrook thing, they were both such ball-dominant players that it's so hard and it just kind of collides, you know what I'm saying? I know what you mean. So the Paul George thing is, is really interesting. You got something to say about it, Glenn?
2: I feel like the Paul George acquisition is really helpful for two reasons, as opposed to when we had KD. So now it's... Now there's not this, is it KD's team? Is it Russ's team? Whatever. It is just Russ's team. You know, and if you're Paul George, you come in, you kind of know to take a backseat. You know, I mean, Russ just won the MVP and averaged triple-double for an entire season, which hasn't been done 50-plus years. So it's Russ's team. There's no more of this weird who's going to get the final shot or whatever, stuff like that. Now... If Russ is covered in the end of the game, Paul Church is going to get the final shot. But if Russ isn't covered, then he's Russ. going to get the final shot. He's one of the most coached players in NBA history. Let's,
0: let's be let's be real. When Russ is covered, he's still taking the
2: shot. <laughs> Fair point. Um, <laughs> that's true. I doesn't. could see Billy Donovan doing a couple of things now that there's two both of them on the court, staggering their minutes and stuff like that, so that Russ isn't always taking it. But that's very true. If Russ is covered, he's still taking it. Um But the other the other point is that it's, it's now where Paul George comes into a situation where he doesn't have to play as though he is um, by, him's, you know, by himself out there, always guarding the other uh, person on the court who's the toughest person to guard. He's not putting out that effort all the time. Because of that, it's going to free him up to just do a plethora of things that we haven't seen before um, out of him. And he's just going to be much more, he's just going to have a lot more energy, I think, throughout the entire game. He's not yeah. going to get worn down as easily. And later in games, this really can help us out a lot. Whereas uh, KD, you know, KD was such a stretch four kind of guy, and I don't think we really expected KD to cover, you know, or guard you, the you, guys and stuff like that. And KD never really had to, so he never really was accustomed to it, and he and just that's how he played. And I'm not saying Paul George is a better player than KD; that'd be crazy, but. Paul George may fit better in the system.
0: Yeah. What you're saying is, you know, Kevin Durant was never in Oklahoma City. He was never really asked to go out and guard a LeBron or. No. I mean, Kawhi Leonard wasn't Kawhi Leonard then, but he would never be asked to go out and guard a LeBron or a Kawhi Leonard or a James Harden, not whenever he was in Oklahoma City. And, you know, with Paul George, you're going to. He can. Where, and, but you mean they're going to put Robert They're going to obviously put Robertson because Robertson is just an all out of this world defender. Absolutely. And it's, but Paul George, he, I, I I cannot wait for this. The defensive possibilities with this team is incredible. The defensive
1: possibilities, everything. Paul George's off the ball movement is really going to spread the court even better than yeah. Victor Oladipo did. And I thought Victor Oladipo did an amazing job with spreading the court and allowing Russell to get into the the zone and everything like that. But um, Paul George is just he. You have to be cautious of him at all times, just like how Russell Westbrook is. You have to be on the ball with him, right? And um, that's that's one thing that I'm really excited about. And I still can't believe we got Paul George.
0: Man. I know it's still like I want to wake up one day and it was just a dream, and I wake up and it's you know still July or whatever.
1: It's it's so <laughs> it's so crazy. But um, anyways, I, let's move on to the other accusations. Um, Acquisitions, you mean?
0: What did I say? <laughs> Accus- accusations. It's been a long day, folks. Yeah.
1: All right, so we – we um, Tosh Gibson is no longer on team. Nope. He officially signed with the Minnesota Timberwolves like a while ago. And bag. then got caught. Yeah. Um, and then the got arrested. Yeah, got um, arrested for
0: a suspended license, and then was yeah. it a DUI as well? I don't know about I don't that. think it was. I think at least it suspended a license, so but anyway. Yeah.
1: Anyways, Tosh Gibson's out of us. Um, He's out of the Thunder – uh, we did pick up Patrick Patterson, mm-hmm. which I know a lot of people, would, so many people came up to me in my family, and everyone's like, who the heck is Patrick Patterson? You know, yeah. like, Not a lot of people know who he is. And I really like the accusation of Patrick Patterson. I don't think he's as gritty of a player as Taj, and he's not as well. Hold on, Glenn's giving me a look.
2: Acquisition. Dang it, what do it's I keep not saying? Not accusation. We're not accusing Patrick <sighs> Patterson of being uh, All right. um, a joint I'm opinion. just
1: going to stop saying that word.
2: Okay. He joined the Thunder.
1: Anyways, he joined the Thunder. I don't think he's as gritty of a player as Taj Gibson is. He's not as defensive-minded as Taj is, but he can come out and hit the three, which also spreads the Mm core really, really well for us. Um, So I think our floor spacing is going to be fantastic this year, which will be great for Russell and great for Steven Adams, definitely. Um, I think hopefully Steven Adams can use this to his advantage and get to that level that everyone thought he was going to be at this year this upcoming season, um, which a lot of people would say would be crazy with now the acquisition of Paul George and
0: stuff. But I think
1: it's Stop way saying that word. crazy. Stop did I say it again? Word. Yeah, you did, man. <laughs> oh my but, God. Uh, on, it, right. it,
0: anyway, I think like the, I think the biggest thing <laughs> that Pat, like the biggest thing that Patrick Patterson is going to bring to this team is not necessarily his defensive versatility or his shooting. Well, it is going to be his shooting, but I think hit, what he's going to bring is because of his shooting, Steven Adams is going to get so much better. He's going to get so much more space for lobs. He's going to get like two or three lobs a game. It's going to be awesome.
1: And that's exactly what I'm I'm thinking too. I think Patrick Patterson is going to be a solid player for us. I don't think he's going to put up huge numbers and or do anything spectacular. Yeah, I mean,
0: if people are expecting like 15 points a game and you know 10 rebounds, it's not going to happen with him.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's going to do offensively what Taj Gibson did for us, which is not a lot, but I don't think he'll even get to that point. But the way he spreads the court and the way he kind of moves without the ball, I think will be really helpful for this kind of system that yeah. we're going into. And um also, his initials are PP.
2: Well, 2 Pat. We're going to call him 2 Pat. Yeah.
0: I'm going to call him PP. <laughs> so Juvenile Shane, delinquent. What do you think about the signing of Raymond Felton? Well, actually, I'll ask Glenn. What do you think about the signing of Raymond Felton?
2: Huge upgrade over Samaj Christian. Yes. Uh, definitely for the salary cap, you know, as well, since he signed for the Veterans Minimum. That's amazing as well. See the best guy out there to sign, considering where Thunder are and what kind of offense we run, stuff like that. Probably not. But he... The thing with Raymond Feldman that helps out is that he can also... uh, He can handle the ball extremely well. So we don't have to have when Russ and, Russ and him can play together on the court for a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. That that can happen during the game. And I really think Billy Donovan's going to stagger the offense between... Because that's what he did last year Russ and KD were together. He really staggered a lot of those minutes. So I can I think we're going to look and see a lot of that again with uh, Russ and PG. And because of that, I think that's really, really good for Eamon Phil. And I don't think he's going to be asked to play a ton of minutes. I think we're going to stagger the whole thing. So he's not going to be playing a ton of minutes. But when we need him in the playoffs, I mean... He's got a he's got a lot, you know. He's a veteran. Yeah. He's signed for the veterans minimum, so he's an NBA veteran. Mm-hmm. He's been around the league a while. He's played at a very high level. Um, now he's played for the Clippers uh, for a couple seasons uh, recently. So he's you know he's learned more from Chris Paul, or he's just played with Chris Paul, maybe pick up some things or whatever you want to call it. But he he's going to be really really good at least being that kind of game manager role when it comes yeah. to late game situations. When we just we need to give Russ Timmons a rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: see, I, I I agree with you. Um, through that, I really like the pickup of Raymond Felton. I mean, he's he's a veteran. We got him for pretty cheap. He he's a good um, perimeter defender, which a lot of people don't really notice, but yeah. he really is. He's big. He's he's kind of you know bulky a little bit. Um, for his size and he can, he can lock down defensively and he also can hit big shots. He's he's been known to hit big shots. The only thing about Raymond Felton that kind of worries me is he's a little bit like Russell in the sense that he kind of gets into that zone in the game where he kind of freaks out a little bit and will do something really stupid. We definitely saw that with the Clippers hardcore. (laughs) Like, (laughs)
2: yeah, he'll
1: he'll freak out and kind of choke a little bit and start throwing up shots that he should not be throwing up. And that's, that's one thing that, that could be really challenging for us. But I feel like Billy Donovan and, um, you know, putting him into our system and how everything works, I feel like he's really gonna do well and thrive.
0: And he also won't have the threat of getting benched for uh, Austin Rivers every game. <laughs> Cause, That's you know, true. That hey, cool, let's Doc be Rivers. honest. Austin
1: Rivers was pretty freaking good. He, he has had
0: moments where he's like, okay, maybe he's not that bad, and then he also has moments where it's like, why is this guy an NBA player?
1: Austin Rivers played really good in last year's playoffs. All I'm gonna say, but I, Raymond Felton, I give that an A-okay.
0: All right. So what do you guys think about Terrence? I mean, I mean, he's not really a big we we did get to talk a little bit about Terrence Ferguson. Um, but I just figured we could throw him in there because he is an addition to the team. Yeah, they finally signed him. Uh, they didn't sign him. I don't, he was assigned to the two way player deal. So if you don't know what that is, um, the fun, that's a new thing. Part of this new CBA is um, you can sign players to two way contracts so they can spend X amount of days playing for the The Thunder roster they have they have to play x amount of days but they're limited to that many days, but they spend most of their, they spend the majority of the time playing for their D, their G League affiliate, but they sign him to a, a regular deal. I I imagine we're not going to ever we're not, we won't see him play for another year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like skill I haven't seen a whole lot on him, but I did listen to an interview with the beat writer that covered him in Australia. And that dude had nothing but good things to say about him from a personality standpoint, like from a character standpoint. He said that this dude was fantastic. Never sulked. He would do whatever the coaches want him to do. And you know, he said that he was great working with fans. He Mm -hmm. would he loved signing things. He loved interacting with fans. He was never the guy that was you know too big for fans. Um, and And he was a fan favorite, to be honest. So from a from a point of view of a character guy, he seems like a great guy. Yeah, that's still you know. Yeah. Not going to trend. I mean, cool, but he's not what well, he's about as a basketball player. But there's still something positive to say about him. But that's um, a big thing that coaches are
1: looking for in guys now, especially is if, coachability.
0: Especially for the thunder. <laughs> like because, the thunder.
1: Because NBA players and athletes in general are getting harder and harder to coach. Yeah. And so I think that's probably one of the reasons why they really were interested in him. But I also, I really like. Terrence Ferguson. I've watched him play. I've watched some highlights of him. He is a crazy athlete, and he can shoot pretty decently well. Yeah. Um, the thing about him is, is I don't know what he would bring to our team, the team we have, because the way I see him coming off the bench, he'd be a defensive shooter. That's what yeah. he would be.
0: I, I see him as a replacement, as an eventual replacement for Andre Roberson.
1: And I just, I don't know if I can see him being that level of def, def, uh, defense. But I know he can shoot or anything, but he doesn't have the level of shooting like a an Abrinus or a... Um, Keep in buckets. mind, he's, he's only
0: like 18 years old, too. So. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> he's got a lot of room to grow, but at this point right now, he's, I feel like there's not... It's kind of a weird accusation. Yeah. Accu... Did I say it right? No. Accu... He's, he's a weird pickup.
0: Yeah. He's a weird pickup.
2: Pick up. We signed him. Pickup. Say the word pickup. I... Well, I think from Presty's move, it's a really good chance he could have gone top ten. I think it was, um, in the last, in the draft past past year, if he didn't go play overseas, you know, and if everything had panned out, of course, and if he had played in you know the U.S. and he was he signed, was
0: signed at, with Arizona, yeah,
2: and if he so if he'd stayed there with Laurie Markkinen and other guys, I think he could have been drafted really really high. You know, Laurie Markkinen, who is a very weird NBA player, um. I don't want even want to say I don't want to say Porzingis esque, but that's the one thing that I mean just tall white dude who can kind of shoot the ball that's only comes to mind um but he's not he's not at all is cuz it's because Porzingis uh, marking it. that is but with Ferguson I think you have to take a flyer you know you're getting the 21st 22nd pick in the draft is um, the 21st I'm pretty sure yeah 21st so you got to take a you got to take a flyer you got to take the guy with the most amount of upside possible and then it took for us took the thunder forever to sign that contract uh with him and degree upon a deal and stuff like that. And that's a lot of cap stuff. It's a lot of the stuff that Thunder did just really, I guess, is, is, I don't know if enhanced the right, is the right word, but really he just seems like a great fit for Oklahoma City. And I could see him play, you know, garbage time for a couple extra minutes here or there this season. I think that, we, I think that the Thunder drafted Josh Hustis, thinking that he'd be a perfect replacement for Cephalosia, mm-hmm. right? And then they kind of went, Okay. Well, Houston just isn't that great with like team defense. He's not what we're looking for there, and he just isn't isn't in the right spot. Now, Hughes is a great G League player. He may go down as, you know, one of the greatest guys played G League for the blue. We don't know. But he's not a replacement for Robertson. And maybe Ferguson in, you know, three to four years could be. Yeah. And if and if he can shoot the ball more, as you said, Shaden, you know, kinda of shooting some threes. Man, we, we take anyone who can shoot the ball, who can play, if you can play defense anywhere in the same realm as Robertson, but you can still shoot the ball, we'll take you. You know, that's a really, really good NBA player.
1: Right. It, it is. I just, I don't know. There, there's a lot to be. He, he's decided. definitely a
0: pro, and at the time, Thunder fans were, whenever he was drafted, it was before, you know, the Paul George trade. So obviously, everybody was expecting something big to happen in the draft, and it's like we tried, we drafted this guy who's you know at least three years away from ever contributing. Right. So it was kind of it was like at that point time it was kind of disappointing. But you know with the idea of Paul George being here now, it's kind of like I I can understand the pick and I'm I'm okay right. with it. But yeah. So
1: acquisition. Did I say that right? Acquis- acquisition. <laughs> no, that's
2: the wrong word.
1: <laughs> Give me the right word.
2: Wait acquisition acquisition. Acquisition. Yeah. acquisition acquisition There saying, you go. you're saying accusation
1: dude i grew up in the freaking uh i was a bronx
0: <laughs> you, you grew up in
1: i grew well, up you in like Oklahoma. but anyway, my, mom was really up hick. In <laughs> my mom was really hick
2: well i got so also also i've been out to colton's house before or what calvin has but he told me about it and anyways i mean you guys don't live like in the city so i'll give you that one Anyway, and I live in like apartment style buildings.
1: <laughs> Sorry, the accent comes out sometimes. Also, I just can't say words.
2: So
0: uh, here, one, what kind of, I want to kind of briefly Can I pause mention. For a second? Yeah,
1: that should be our our slogan. Slim basketball. We can't say words.
0: We can't say. There you go. I'm down. Um, so one thing I kind of want to briefly also, talk about go over. We uh, I can we can kind of devote a podcast like a, we can probably devote a whole podcast to this too right. about Russ still hasn't signed the five year extension that he was available to sign which would make him the highest paid NBA player ever. Um, it's kind of a lot of wait and see. So everybody's kind of freaking out about what if him and Paul George leave next summer? Uh, is he just waiting to see how it all fits? Is he going to sign whatever? Really, I mean, it's just kind of something to talk about for a few seconds. I don't want to get into it too much because we got so much to talk about, and it's yeah. been something that's been talked about all summer long. I mean, it's just kind of something we need we, that needs to be mentioned if we're talking about the Thunder off season.
1: I mean, it's all about chips. Uh, An NBA player's legacy is championships. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, and I, I feel like if if the Thunder season does not go as well this season as we think it's going to go, yeah, Russell Westbrook is going to have it in his mind where he's like, "I'm not going to win a championship in Oklahoma City." You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, which kind of sucks to hear, but um, that that's kind of the re- thing why I think he's not going to sign it. Um, I, I think
0: I do think it is a wait and see type deal too.
1: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting, and the whole part Paul George thing, um, you. We all know the Lakers are being un- investigated right now for tampering with the Paul George trade stuff. And if yeah. they get um a if if they're guilty of this, this can cause Paul George not to be able to go to the Lakers. That would be awesome. awesome. <laughs>
2: he could be restricted from ever going to the Lakers. My
1: um my, my professor this morning. Yeah. Uh, he said, "He said Sam Presti, if this happens, will be run up and down the street in his underwear."
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I mean, I think that's the that that's the biggest hope of the Thunder half You know, is that Paul George can't or just doesn't want to sign in L.A. Yeah, you know, and he's also he's he's from Palmdale, so he's not he's not from Malibu. You know, he's not he hasn't lived in the greatest part of. Uh, You know of L.A. and stuff like that. He he wasn't born and raised where he's going to the beach every day. He was living in you know kind of the armpit of California, more or less, and it's not the greatest place in the entire world. So, and he did go fishing here. So you know,
0: I mean, the Thunder have kind of have a couple things going for them. They have a team that can really compete with the with the top tier of the West. It can compete. Can they beat Golden State? Probably not, but they can compete better than anybody else can. Right. They're up there with with Houston and San Antonio as being the top people that can give them a chance.
1: There's a lot of people who have us taking second seat. But there are
0: I mean there are I mean I can totally see I can see it. But there there's that and then in addition to it the Thunder can offer them the most money. So that I mean that's something else to consider.
1: Exactly. Um we we don't have this written down or anything, but uh the Bulls are, you know, looking to buy out Dwayne Wade within mm-hmm. the next few months. And I read an article that talks about Dwayne Wade, the smartest places Dwayne Wade would go, and one of them was OKC. It makes sense. And I, and I thought that that was kind of interesting it's to a see to maybe a, like a, a, a trio of Russell Westbrook, Dwayne Wade, and Paul George. Um, I thought that would be really, really cool. And um, the way Dwayne Wade plays, I feel like he could – kind of be weird with the whole Robertson thing. Um, I feel we play him,
2: really small. We'd play really, really small. We, I mean, Adams wouldn't, wouldn't see the court sometimes. I mean, I would say hard.
0: I would say restricting to the bench during the off during the season. If mm-hmm. if he can't like say he comes in like January, yeah, I, I said I say you are a sixth man. You come off the bench and they're restricting like 20, 20 minutes a game. Saving him for the playoffs and playoffs come. Maybe you start him, maybe you keep coming, keep him coming off the bench. Oh, yeah, he's but he's it's, still
1: insanely clutch in the
0: playoffs. Like, I, I mean, I mean, if we can get a Dwayne Wade to come off the bench, I don't think he should start, I don't think he should play more than 20 25 minutes a game.
1: See, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say, maybe Dwayne Wade is in that time of his career, he's getting old, he's not near as good as he used to be. Maybe he can go for like a six man of the year or something. Yeah,
0: but I mean, if we had him coming off the bench too to pair with Cantor and all those other pieces we have on the bench too, It'd be incredible.
1: I mean, it's kind of a, it's kind of a Thunder's dream.
0: Um, it probably won't happen. And
1: it probably will not happen, but it would be really cool, especially if he was willing, which I don't think Dwayne Wade would be willing to come off the bench, um, especially at this time in his career. He still thinks he's got a lot left. He does. Um, so I don't think he would do it, but it would be awesome. It would be really, really, really cool. Anyways. So uh,
0: the last piece of Thunder news that happened over this offseason was this summer, uh, the Thunder picked up the team option on Jeremy Grant. So, if they hadn't picked it up, he would have become an unrestricted free agent, and this, this coming summer. It, but they did pick it up, so he is a un. Unre- oh, he would have been a restricted free agent. So they pick him up for the 1.5 million, and he is now a he's going to be an unrestricted free agent this summer. Um, kind of to see, just see what kind of like he's, gonna s- just see what he does this year. See if we want to move forward with him or not. Yeah. So. Uh, That's kind of interesting.
1: We've said this so many times. Like, I think we have said this more than anything on our podcast of how much Jeremy Grant was, like, a beautiful surprise to
0: the team. Yeah. I mean, he still—he wasn't, like, a six-man-of-the-year candidate or anything, but he brought some versatility, and he hit some some very well-timed corner threes, and he played some good defense.
1: Well, the Thunder brought him in literally just to turn around and
0: trade him again. And they brought him in, and he started
1: doing so much—like, the little dirty stuff that a lot of guys won't do. And that was something that really impressed me, and impressed like the Thunder organization. A lot of,
0: what I've been hearing is, you know, Patrick Patterson is a is a definitive starter. He, he should start day one, but they're kind of. But people are thinking they're going to do a, kind of a power forward by committee. So playing, uh playing, um, Pat Pat at Pat Patrick Patterson. Playing PB, yeah, two Pat, two Pat, two Pat. You got to start him, play him. You know, True however Pat. long you want to play. Uh, roberson at the foursome you can probably play and then play jeremy grant obviously so it's gonna be a kind of a committee play Cantor a little bit at the power forward um maybe even put slide paul george down to a little bit so it's gonna be a very power forward by committee type year and that, that kind of thing
2: i think that works out well though because two Pat has averaged under i think averaged uh 26 points uh, 26 minutes per game his entire career he's never averaged more than that so we're not looking for him to get you know closer to starter minutes which is averaging around 30 a game um, we're not looking for him to get that as a thunder organization and instead he you know we we got Cantor who can come off the bench right we got jeremy grant who's a great guy and i, I can see what we're playing some small ball lineups where Grant's playing that four, Tupac's playing the five, or Cander's playing the five, yeah. or we we kind of we kind of don't really stick to who's playing the four and five, and we just kind of go on matchup wise because there's some guys where the I'm not as I'd rather Jeremy Grant guard the five, you know, like I'd rather Jeremy Grant guard Marcus if Marcus going to go out and shoot a bunch more three pointers this offseason, yeah. um, and then I'd rather you know. Uh, Two pats slide in and cover him when he gets goes down low and work it out that way too. Of course, you want Steven Adams covering all the guys at all times, but yeah, that's not can't do that the whole game.
0: Yeah.
1: Did you guys see that uh Cantor was was working out with Kevin Durant and all them the other yeah. day? Yeah. No I one mean, would
2: pass him the ball. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no one passed him the ball in any of those clips. He was out there.
1: Canner's um, little brother was out there playing with him too. Yeah. He was killing it. He's good. He was not he anywhere? he's everything. not in college anymore, right? I don't know where he is. But he was doing really, really well. That was fun to watch, though, watching that scrimmage between Kevin Durant and Mello and all of them. By the way, Hoodie Mello.
0: Hoodie can Mello. we talk about that? Yeah, uh, we, there's Best a... player ever? Yeah, he's really Question good.
1: <laughs> can, can Hoodie Mello miss a shot?
0: Nope. Will it happen?
2: Nope. Nope.
1: It won't. It won't. They need to let him wear a hoodie during the games.
2: Nope be unfair advantage. It would it'd be unfair advantage. <laughs> it'd be like LeBron wearing a do rag or um, CP3 having a toothpick in his mouth or there's a bunch of other guys, you know, you can. Or Kyle Singler having a regular haircut. I mean, you know, it would just be these things that you can go off yeah. with that taking be unfair advantage for everyone else.
0: Like taking uh, Nick, Nick Collison's hair gel from him. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Oh,
1: poor Nick Collison. Don't make fun poor of him. Poor hair, Nick. Jordan. Don't make fun of Nick.
0: All right. So, Shaden, yeah, kind of so. moving off of our Thunder off-season interview because we pretty much. Talked about everything here, um, for them as well. I was gonna move into the NBA. Is that we okay to move on to the NBA as a whole? I
2: don't know. You guys want about- to do this as a two-part podcast, or you want to keep rolling here? Pp,
0: <laughs> goddamn it! Stop that! All right, go ahead. Ask. Let's All go. right, so um, I want to kind of read through. This is uh, based off of some quick research that I and if I missed it, if I missed a big um, acquisition. Or a, or a person leaving a team, whatever you guys can throw it out there. But these are what I, I looked up. Kind of what these are the big, big thunder. These were the big offseason moves. So Gordon Hayward to the Celtics, and then they, and then the Celtics shipped uh, Avery Bradley to Detroit in exchange for Marcus Morris. Uh, Paul Millsap left uh, Atlanta and went to the, the Denver Nuggets. Blake Griffin uh, never even met with another team. Just went back to L.A. He's kind of like that cornerstone. Um, Nick Young <laughs> went to Golden State. Basically, I included that because Golden State just got better this offseason. It's stupid. And then uh, Chris Paul was traded for a plethora of players to Houston. Uh, Minnesota got Taj Gibson, Jimmy Butler, and the point guard from Pacers. Uh, what's his name?
1: Who? I'm sorry. What, the point
0: guard from the Pacers. that got He went to, the, oh, he went to uh, Minnesota. Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague. And then um, L.A. traded D'Angelo Russell for Brooke Lopez. Semi-Sixers drafted Markel Fultz and then signed J.J. Redick. Um, another one I just thought of was George Hill signed with Sacramento. Do I have any more? Yeah, that's, that's it. Um, so that, that's kind of like the bigger ones. We can talk through them, and then we can jump again, each give our biggest winners and biggest losers. I'm going to go through my points real quick. Gordon Hayward,
1: once you go green, you don't go back. Okay. Paul Millsap, he's an idiot. Blake Griffin, he was there for his baby mama. Nick Young is going to be so happy. Because he, he was honestly one of the best players on that Lakers team. And it's yeah. so sad. It's so sad. Well,
2: the best thing for him is, real quick, is that... So we saw JaVale McGee becoming a laughingstock of the NBA. You know, yeah. literally be the MVP of Shaq a of season after season. To being a somewhat, you know, somewhat helpful rotation guy for right. Golden State. And someone helpful in the... Playoffs and stuff like that. And um well it's now all of a sudden Nick thrive. Young gets to slide into that role where he can right. he doesn't he's not looked to, to do anything. There's no he's, pressure. Yeah, just none. Out, they literally look at him saying, Can Nick, you be better than Ian Clark? Can like, you be better than Ian Clark?
1: Yeah. Nick Young's like, I that's what I do anyways. Um D'Angelo Russell is probably gonna be an all star. For the East. I'm just going to oh, say. Oh, yeah. for
2: the East. True. Okay. Okay. I could just, I could, see I like these, like these one liner really points. And these one liner points.
1: will also probably be an all star in the East. <laughs> I think
2: the whole, I think like the 76ers, I think, um, I think, Ben. I think Embiid's uh, got a good chance. He can stay healthy. He oh, almost I did think last MB's year. Embiid's definitely got a chance. He, he almost did last year. Yeah, and he's um, he just such a popular player. And he's really he's, good to back it up, too. He's the best. Is he the best NBA Twitter account? We should have well, that I mean, one time. He's the dumbest NBA. Player, <laughs> no, I mean like, but like, you, you guys should talk about that one time. Who does who does Twitter the best? of All the NBA players, is it with LeBron? With being... Tim Duncan?
1: It's just a bunch of like blank faces.
2: But he doesn't do. He's not on Twitter, is he?
1: I probably it's Tim Duncan. Probably
2: not. He's probably yeah. At home so watching he doesn't do the Twitter the best. Shame. Who does Twitter the best then? Who's your favorite person on Twitter for NBA? wise?
0: Uh, Adrian Wojnowski Tony Parker
2: no I mean well player <laughs> player, oh, player. <laughs> uh, Tony it, Parker what's the best thing Tony Parker's ever Kawhi tweeted Kawhi Leonard What's the best thing Quise ever tweeted? Nothing. If
1: you're a Spur, you can't be on the internet.
2: Yeah, it's true. You gotta go with the actually who's the best, not like who's. Dude, like you the... got
1: it. That's for a whole other podcast. You gotta give me time to
2: look. That's fine. I'm just saying. You guys we'll, think we'll, about we'll that. definitely. I'll write it gotta down. Gotta make think sure about it. Go through. If it. you're
0: listening and have suggestions, suge- suggestions, tweet them at us. So easy, is it? It's not. <laughs> uh, can I?
1: But can I honestly say, like, Plethora. like what's the deal with the Spurs, though, man? None of them have any, you know. What's going on? with <laughs> I that
0: like like uh, Kawhi Leonard's over in China right now promoting the NBA, and like he's actually smiling in pictures and stuff. And everybody's like, "What is going on?" Yeah, is
1: someone put out it's like he's smiled more on this than like th- his whole life? Yeah, which is really it's it's pretty crazy. It's, you know who would be? I bet Manu Ginobili, if he had a Twitter, would do some fire tweets.
0: Probably.
2: No, I'm saying. No, and, I'm saying. Him. All right,
1: hashtag make Manu get a Twitter. Yeah. We could probably shorten that. Hashtag, <laughs> Hashtag, Hashtag
0: Mono Tweets.
1: Hashtag Mono Tweets. Mm-hmm. I like that
2: one. That's good. Yeah. Mono,
1: I know you're listening to this. Please go get Twitter and tweet out some, some fired
2: hits, some dude. Fire. Yeah.
1: Also, I love you, Mono.
2: <laughs> My
1: God.
0: favorite moment of Monu's whole career is when he blocked James Harden in the Western Conference.
2: Well, You guys' just Twitter yeah. account of the profile yeah. pics, Monu. <laughs> if, you, if you haven't, go and follow at, sli- at slim underscore basketball on Twitter of course, and yeah, it's literally, the, the picture is just going to make you laugh. It's Manu blocking somebody's shot. Yeah. Shot is a loose term. Somebody is a loose term, but go check it out. Let me know what you think, and hit that follow button. That's, too. That,
0: that's my favorite picture to come out of that, that block. My second favorite is someone handing James Harden the MVP trophy, and it's Mono Ginobili's blocking the shot on the MVP trophy. <laughs> that's pretty great, too. That's that's,
2: that's worth it, yeah. Cause no, it been, I mean, it would have been funny if, like, Russ had just been, you know... Walking it like Russ oh, yeah. had just been like there in the background, like catching it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: saw that picture like an hour ago and I couldn't stop laughing.
2: <laughs> really one you know, of the when you the Twitter, Twitter account
1: thing. for the first time.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, hey, to be fair, the Twitter account is what a day old, it's
0: two days
2: old. So, well, go give it a follow. No, no, it is. Uh, anyway. Go give it a follow. We talk
1: about some intense NBA stuff. <laughs> Um, for sure, some really good stuff. Colton, do you kind of want to go through these in a little more in depth? Um, I was going to go. Well, I mean, we can go the, through the few that well, that are deserved. to be Well, gone I think Gordon
0: depth. Hayward to the Celtics is a good move, but I don't think it's the best move. It's not going. I don't think. It, I don't think it was the best move they could have made. I, apparently, they could have gotten Paul George if they had gotten if they had given up some of their draft picks.
1: Yeah, it's and, Danny Ainge. He's not going to give. And, draft and picks.
0: still, they had a chance to draft Markel Fultz and have him for a piece for so that for insurance for Isaiah Thomas not being able to replicate the incredible season he had last year and he's an aging player. Right. He's not exactly 24 or 25 anymore. And he's it's a player that probably doesn't have that long of a career anyway cuz he's so small. He's gonna take a lot of heat, a lot of punishment.
1: I will say I was really pleased with the Celtics going with uh, uh Jason Tatum. I really like Jason Tatum a lot. I mean, that is true. Um and I think Jason Tatum will be the second best player to come out of this draft whenever it's all said
0: and done. Yeah, who's Behind first? Mr. Lonzo Boy. You are a huge ball fan, aren't you? I, I, I know this, but... I was about to say something, but I'm yeah. happy I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. It's ground your face right now.
1: Um, but, yeah. Anyways, I really like their... Ac- I think acquiring...
2: That was actually... You almost had it. Acquisition.
1: Acquisition.
2: There you go. This acquisition,
0: like acquisition, acquisition—I got in hell the name Sit. of
2: this podcast. But go yes, ahead. I know you have it
0: written on your hand. Yeah. I keep laughing a I pin. At your hand. But anyway, I think I think the Celtics as a, <laughs> I think the Celtics like had a chance to do some really. Some do, do some moves that they could win, they could take down the Cavaliers for sure and move into a position, position themselves to take down the, the Golden State Warriors. But I think that they are right now, they're just still stockpiling for a future that is a long ways away. Yeah,
1: see, I actually really admire the Celtics for what they did because Danny Ainge doesn't want to get rid of his, his picks because he understands. It's gonna. It's it's taking a serious chance getting rid of our picks so we can beat probably one of the that, most that, that incredible is a good teams point. to ever be assembled. Yeah, he's like at least this way we still have a chance, and whenever the Warriors die down, we can still build a really really good team. You've got a good point. And I do really like the acquisition of Gordon Hayward. I think that makes them. I still even without Kyrie, if Kyrie leaves. Uh, Cleveland. I still think Cleveland is the favorite above Boston, just because... Even if he leaves? you have. Even if he leaves. Just because you have LeBron, you just signed uh, Derek Rose, who I think is way underrated what people are giving him right now. You just, you have a Jeff Teague coming off the bench, or a Jeff Teague, a Jeff Green coming off the bench. All these... Like, they still have a great team. You still have a Kevin Love, you still have a Tristan Thompson, you still have a Bron. So, I think I still have Cleveland above them, yeah. but... I think the the Eastern Conference Finals could be really really interesting this year. It if, could be. Um if um Irving leaves and I do think he will. I think he'll trade. I think I think you're right the too. The thing is I don't know where he's going to go. Yeah. We didn't talk we, about that's that. A, that's, a something, that's something that's something
0: for be. next week to talk about where Kyrie Irving lands. Yeah. Um so
2: yeah, uh, there's a lot to cover next week.
1: There is a lot to cover next week. We've mm-hmm. been I, gone, we've been gone for months, man. That's
2: true. Wow, this just, is a w- good wrap up a, here. We've got an oh, you want to wrap it up now? No, no, no. I'm saying this is a good summer wrap up. This podcast oh, okay. is a good summer the wrap up. The last time That's we seeing.
1: did a podcast, the NBA playoffs were still
2: going. It was like it was. The, it you was, guys did the night of the draft. Yeah. Oh, did we? Yeah. You did the night of the NBA draft. Oh, so snap. But anyway, the finals were not going on.
0: So yeah, uh, we can fire through some of these. Paul Mills up to the Nuggets. I think a decent pickup for the nuggets getting a veteran dude to help out. Oh, I think that's a, I,
1: I think that's a great pickup for the nuggets. I just think it's a weird place to go if you're Paul Millsap.
0: Yeah. But um, heck, they might make the playoffs this year. They got a lot of young talent there. They got some rising talent. They do, but in such
1: an intense Western Conference, I don't see them making the playoffs. But they, they, I will agree with you. They do have some really good young talent that could be coming up. And putting, it's kind of like a Utah Jazz kind of thing, where you have all these really good young guys and putting some older, really good veterans around them. I think that's a good idea. What they're going for. Yeah. But I just think it's. I mean. It's it's just pointless in the intense Western Conference you got on right now. But all right, the Paul stuff thing doesn't it kind of confuses me. But whatever. All
0: right, I want to skip these next two points. I'm talk I want to talk about Chris Paul to Houston. Um, people seem pretty divided about whether it's going to work or whether it's not going to work. People think some people are saying that this team is built only for the regular season. Um, they're not going to do all that great in the playoffs. Uh, what are you guys as? I want to start with Shaden. What do you What do you think about Houston? Well. Glenn's, Glenn's, Glenn's Glenn is, just like is, furiously shaking his upset. head right now and just raging, but uh, right. want, let's let's listen to what Shane has to thing. say about I it. I have
1: an opinion about everything. Go on. But this really stumps me. It really does. I I I can see it really not working just because they're both two really ball dominant guys. Yeah. But I can also see it working pretty well. I really can. I can see if they can get. In a Mike D'Antoni system where it's just go, 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 you know, I can see it to where they know how to pass the ball and can distribute the ball together well with the big guys they have and the shooters that they have. So I can see it working really well, but I can also see it going not so well. So well, it's kind of, it's interesting. It's, I'm excited it's to watch
0: it. It's going to be interesting seeing how they play together where, you know, the, the logical thing to do is to stagger them a lot because mm-hmm. then you have an all, you always have an all star point guard on the floor. Right. But at some point, you have to play your two your two best players on the court at the same time. Exactly. And so, it's when it comes down to crunch time, it's gonna be weird. I don't who takes the last shot. Who, yeah. Who's dist- who's bringing the ball up the court on that? Who's gonna be guarding the best play? I mean, all those different things are coming into play. It's gonna be weird. It's they got a lot of things to figure out.
1: Yeah.
0: What do you got? Or did you stop something to say? Sorry, I'm sorry. Well, I
1: was just gonna say I watched him play at the Drew League and they played really well together. And I think Chris Paul is at that stage in his career where if it does come down to like the last shot, he's like. James Harden, this is your team. Chris, I don't think Chris Paul is thinking I'm going into this this being my team or even like this is our team. Mm-hmm. Like it's me and his team. I think it's this is James Harden's team. Yeah. I am just there to help James Harden. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I think it could work. And I don't I don't think if it was if it was any other system than a Mike D'Antoni system, I think it could be really bad, but because it's such a fast-paced system and such a run-and-gun system, I think it could work really, really well. But and, it's I mean, it's interesting to, to see. I'm really Chris excited. Chris
0: Paul's a, a knockdown shooter in his own right,
2: too.
1: Other than the Thunder, the Houston Rockets are the team I'm most excited about watching this year.
2: I, it's just it. it's it's just not it's just not going to work out, in my opinion. So if you are Chris Paul, you got the ball in your hands the entire time for basically anything. For if, you're only good when you have the ball in your hands. Chris Ball's not good when he doesn't have the ball in his hands, I right? Disagree. Okay. We can disagree. That's fine. Okay. But Chris Ball's just I mean, he's not he's not coming off screen shooting three He's not, you know, cutting down low for, you know, um open passes down low, uh wide open layups, he's not doing backside screens, he's not he's not he's not doing that. He's he's a prototypical point guard. And James Harden was coached all of last season to be a point guard. And I just think once you, you can't really, you know, how do you reverse that? There's a guy who's the runner-up to be the MVP last season, has a great, has a great season, season. historical, you know, a bunch of people argue he should have been the MVP, and then all of a sudden, you're going to take the ball out of his hands more. And that, to me, is where the red flags are. I understand you can stagger him. I understand that, you know, you can stagger him during stuff, and whatever like that, but to me, that's when... To me I think they'll be the they'll be best in the playoffs when it when the chips really matter. It's all on the table and it really counts. And during the regular season I think they're actually gonna have to work through a bunch of this, you know, just okay, we don't have a bench anymore. You know, I think the regular season they're really gonna suck because of that. They just they trade away their they it's like a seven team trade or seven player trade. They don't have a bench anymore. They did get you know
0: they got PJ Tucker and then somebody else. Who who they else they pick up? They signed somebody else. I went to one more guy, Man, too. Yeah. But it's it just
2: to me, at least, it's kind of one of those. Okay, you've got you know if you're starting five, is you've got um, c- CP3, James Harden, um, Ariza, and then Clint Capella. yeah, Clint Capella, and Nene. and then Nene- or, Nene's or back. Nene's
0: going to be going to be coming off of Achilles. Injury. So I think it's right. It's, it's going to be it's
2: Ryan Anderson, and then Clint Capella. Yep. Now that's a that's a really really good starting five. It is, that is great. a starting five that can. Uh, rival Golden State with their shooting ability and stuff like that—that's an incredible starting five. Just when you when you when you're doing the regular season and you know the guy teams are playing, you know they're not going to—they might lose to the Timberwolves every single time they play them this season, just because the Timberwolves may be out to outlink them, you know, the entire time. And James Harden. Answer this question, who's going to guard the guy in the last couple minutes? He's the best? Well, it's got to be Chris Paul. James Harden doesn't cover guard anyone. Yeah, you know, James Harden is not. I mean, that's something we everyone really knows. If you cover, if you know anything if you turn about turn on a TV and a
0: basketball games on, they're going to talk about how James Harden's yeah. terrible
2: on defense. And he is. He's just a sliding glass door. Um, he just doesn't cover anyone, and he forgets guys exist on the court and stuff like that. i a couple friends I know who play basketball, which. I mean, You're reminiscing about a couple of friends I know who play basketball. That's not really a great sign. So you just... I mean, I just don't think it's going to work out well at all because James Harden is going to be so used to being that guy for this team. Chris Paul is going to want that to happen. And then because Chris Paul, I don't think it's going to want to take over this team to really change James Harden's role when we all know when everyone can see what James Harden's the best at in his role. So then you it's just weird. It's just weird. You got a couple of things to move through and I mm. don't think it's going to work out really well, especially in the regular season because I think right. there'll be a lot of road bumps.
1: Yeah, and I totally agree with you. I think um yeah, I mean you have a really good point. I think all that could be true and happen. Um I'm I've always been like you know, I'm a really big fan of how Mike Dantoni runs things. Yeah. Like 2005 Suns all the way. That was my team. And so um I'm just saying if they can learn to to put that um learn to fit into that kind of way of play and then kind of maybe put like a Spurs kind of mentality in the sense that on the offensive end, like two dribbles. You know what I'm saying? It's all passing. All passing. And I think if they can get into to that kind of zone, it would not surprise me if they're second seed in the West. So it's just one of those things that it would not surprise me if they are second seed or they could be like fifth seed. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's going to be interesting. I'm really excited to see that team play especially even if like they get like a Carmelo Anthony or something like that I think that Carmelo be, hurts
0: them I think he does I think
1: he might too but I think it's kind of the same thing mm-hmm. if if Carmelo is finally at the point where he's willing to just run down the court and, and in in Mike D'Antoni's system Mike D'Antoni might be like hey Mello when you get the ball you freaking shoot it I don't want you to pass I want you to <laughs> shoot it and I can totally see that happening um but you, you never know. That's that's why I'm really interested in this team. That's why I was so high up on them last year when you guys thought I was
0: crazy. I, we did think you're crazy, um, and you were right. They didn't beat the Spurs in the playoffs, though. So that was part of our bet. But anyway, well, Game Six. Well, so whatever, Shaden. All right. So here's my personal thing. I'm the exact opposite of of, of Glenn here. Um, I think that they're going to be a really good regular season team. And that they're going to just destroy teams with their with their incredible offensive firepower. You know, with uh, Eric uh, Eric Gordon coming off the bench and right. Nene, if he comes back to what he was last year, Ryan Andrews. I mean, they got so much shooting on that team. But I think in the playoffs that their lack of any defense because they lost their best defender in Patrick Beverly. Trevor Rizzo doesn't isn't the same defender he used to be, and then PJ Tucker is an older player as well. So if those, if you're trying to depend on PJ Tucker and Trevor, Reese to be your two your two primary defenders. It's it's not. I don't think it's just going to work that well.
1: And James Harden is. A and James choker. Harden,
0: James Harden, you cannot you can't depend on him to ever play defense.
1: Yeah, and in the playoffs, James Harden is is infamous for choking. Yes, he is, and I think that's something that Chris Paul is going to be really upset with, just yeah. because Chris Paul has a has a history of going into the playoffs with players who have choked, and Chris Paul has been really good in the playoffs. I think Chris Paul has been an amazing uh playoff person. He just he just has bad luck with his teams something bad always happens and he's never made it to the western conference finals which i think is crazy it is kind of weird but um but yeah he just has bad luck when
0: it comes to that point all right so here let's kind of finish off this discussion with uh minnesota people are very decisive on are they going to be as good as we think? Are they going to be as good as? Because some people have them as high as like the fourth or third seed. Some people have them barely making the playoffs. Some people have them in between. Some people have them just imploding. Some people think that Tom Thibodeau is a great coach. Some people think he's terrible. Where do you guys stand on on the Minnesota Timberwolves? Yo, amigo. Yeah.
1: All right. Um, first off, I think Tom Thibodeau is a great coach. I think he's he's an incredibly amazing defensive coach. I think his offensive coaching is. Can improve, but he's still really, really good. Mm-hmm. I think he's a great coach. Um, I, that being said, I don't think the team will be very good. And I, I think, um, a lot of people have them way like higher, way better than what people think. I just think they don't have any, they, they just have a bunch of guys surrounding that team who are looking to score and be the star. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have Andrew Wiggins, you have Cat, you have Jeff Teague now, and then you have, um, uh, uh uh Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Butler which I will say Jimmy Butler um is kind of like a Paul George in a way where he can be a, 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 a an all-star without having the ball in his hands mm-hmm. but i also think he he also kind of falls into that category he's not, any,
0: he's not as good of a shooter as Paul George no he's definitely not as good he doesn't have that to lean on George.
1: but i think um i think their defense will be really good but i think their offense is going to be so staggered like it's yeah. going to be crazy like i feel like there's going to be no kind of like the the Toronto Raptors you you especially know the Toronto Raptors offense drives me absolutely insane. Yeah, like it, I, it I, drives I hear, me. Insane. I can hear
0: you at night muttering about how terrible their ball movement and, is. <laughs> you like roll over, it's like oh, just pass it one more time. And
1: <laughs> I I think Dwayne Casey is a good coach. I just think they they have the same problem. They have so many players who want to be the star. So many players who are ball dominant and want to try and yeah. score, and it makes there. There's no substance to that offense. There's just nothing there, and I think that's what Minnesota is really going to struggle could, with this season. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead.
0: I was going to just say, you know, you're a thing with so many people wanting to be the primary scorer, especially with Andrew Wiggins trying going into a contract year, trying to look to prove that he is a max player. You got Carl Anthony Towns trying to prove that he deserves to be an all star game and he, right. that this is his team or whatever. You got those two guys, and then also Jeff Teague trying to prove to get that he's worth his contract. You got so many things going on of so many people having their own personal agendas. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're onto something there.
1: But Jeff, I think Jeff Teague is well, a really selfish point guard I think he's great or he used to be really good but I think he just doesn't know how to play the traditional point guard role and then they just everyone's freaking out he's they picked a defensive up,
0: liability too yeah
1: they, everyone's freaking out because you know they picked up Jamal Crawford and it's like well Jamal Crawford comes off the bench he don't pass the ball either it's just it, they just have a bunch of guys who are looking for the big shot and yeah. that's why it kind of freaks me out but um um, but I also think, like, I think the Clippers are going to be a lot better than what people say. I think the Clippers going to be a lot higher than, than what people are saying, which mm-hmm. th- we can talk about that in another podcast. But I just, like, yeah, if you, we, when you really dissect it and look at these teams, it's different, Yeah, you know? It just changes. What do
2: you think, Glenn? You know, the Timberwolves are, are iffy at best. I think it's kind of, um... It's... I don't. I don't know because Tom Thibodeau is a great, great coach, great defensive coach. I think that's what that the Timberwolves needed. And super old school. Super old school. And I, um, I, I was really hoping for him to help out more last season with the Timberwolves. You know, I thought Chris Dunn would be a little bit would be a lot better. Right. I thought the Timberwolves yeah. were going to be in the I had playoffs last to be, I didn't pick to be the rookie of the year. <laughs> yeah, I thought the Timberwolves in the playoffs last season, you know, and that didn't happen too. So I'm a little worried about the Timberwolves. I just, I'm worried about how their team's developing, stuff like that. And right now, I just, I don't think Wiggins has panned out to the player that they thought he would be. I think they've got, they still got to figure out what they're going to do about his contract. You know, I mean, I guess, you know, the season's about to start, and, you know, before too long. I mean, we're within 90 days now, so we'll have to see, but. That's that's one of those things where it's we will. I'm very excited. Shaden, you're excited to, to watch the Houston Rockets play. I'm very excited to watch the Timberwolves play. Yep. see what they look like on the, on the, the court. They might be the biggest like
0: question mark of any team in the
2: West. Yeah, yeah, they could do that. really, really well. I think I could see them as best off as being fourth seed overall in the West. That's saying a lot, you know. That's taking either the Rockets, Spurs, or Thunder's position. You know, and that's meaning one of those other three teams. I, think I saw is someone fifth. said that's
0: calling for a seventeen win difference.
2: Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, um, but I could also see him where they're back in the NBA lottery, but just be just because I don't. This could not work out well. It's interesting to say the least.
1: Yeah, it really. It's it's going to be weird. I think if if you're in the the Timberwolves front office, office, one of the best things you could do is try and you know put wiggins on the oh, trading block yeah and see what you can get out of him maybe get someone who can pass ball or someone who can play some really That's, good defense and that would honestly having having less offense on that team i think makes that team better
0: I, I, what i, I it does surprise me that they got rid of i'm sorry i, I was cutting you off there no you're bad. good but uh I, I do it does surprise me that they got rid of ricky rubio i think ricky rubio would even would be amazing for this team i completely agree like i don't him. i don't get them he they went to the jazz correct yeah yeah
1: and for years I've been saying I wanted them to trade Ricky Rubio just because I was like come on get something out of him T- try and rebuild or something but now you have a great team yeah and you, you got ready can to build around a, a, a one of the best passers in the game who can't in shoot, the world
0: but it's, it's and then you
1: trade him it's it's a weird thing like I don't really understand what they're doing but here. Okay. We'll see what happens.
0: So now that we talked through all of that, let's let's go around let's go I'm going to go around I'll start with the biggest winner of the offseason. I'm going to say it's got to be the Thunder. I mean, they went from a 7th seed team to a team that's competing for the top 3 spots in the NBA Western Conference playoffs. Um they it's a franchise that has so much potential. They're an injury away from getting into the finals, I think. There's something weird happening away. Something weird like an injury or a suspension. They're they're right on that getting a lucky break to get into the finals. That's what I think. They you know, that they made a huge jump. They made all the right moves. It's pretty if, for what how limited they were, I think it's I think it's really impressive what they did this offseason. Yeah. What do you think, Glenn?
2: I I just I, yeah, I, I yeah, I can't disagree with you. I think it's got to be the Oklahoma State Thunder. I yeah. think trading um a guy who was the eleventh overall draft pick in a somewhat bleak draft in Sabonis, um, you know, really too early to tell on that. But you know, trading him and Olin Depot for Paul, for a one-year Paul George, I think, is incredible. And I think that really wins the Thunder offseason. And then getting Tupat and Felton to sign as well. I think yeah. that's, those are the key acquisition, acquisitions. God, you mess me up so much. <laughs> you're welcome. So much, Slim. So um, these are the key acquisitions that the Thunder made to secure a spot. I think... Thunder top four seed in the West, and if not, there could be some changes coming yeah. uh, around All Star break. You know, it's going to have to be a week before All Star break, but because that's when the trade deadline is. But I, I think, I think Thunder, Thunder top four seed in the West. You know, and if something happens, who knows? They can make the finals. Yeah, you know, Steph
0: Curry, Steph Curry ankle shattering, a, a Kevin Durant knee issue, you mm-hmm. know, anything like that, and they're they're in that conversation.
2: Mm-hmm. Very very true.
1: I'm gonna have to go with the Brooklyn Nets signing D'Angelo Russell. They're taking it all this year. No, that's a joke. Um, Do you hate life? <laughs> I want to <laughs> Hey, he's got ice in his veins, bro. Um, I really want to say someone else other than the Thunder just because you guys said it, but like it's got to be the Thunder. Just what they did. Um, I think some of the bigger names that that uh, were signed like Blake Griffin, great player, but I think if you're the the LA Clippers, it was a really dumb decision to re-sign him. Um and then like like we've talked about Jimmy Butler going to Timberwolves I think that's just going to be weird so yeah I think it's got to be the Thunder I think for out of all the big names that were traded to a different team Paul George fits the best with OKC so yeah that's why I got to go with the Thunder but
0: it's been a crazy offseason it really has all right so the biggest loser um for me I'm gonna say it is I'm gonna say it's the Cleveland Cavaliers where you know you see to all these teams in the west get so much better uh, you know Houston potentially getting better with Chris Paul if that works out. If you know on the, if that the best best possible scenario they work out, they get the three or two seed in the West. They got better. The Gold State Warriors got better with the signing of Nick Young. They didn't lose anybody off that team. Um, you, you look at you look at the Boston Celtics. They added Gordon Hayward, um, moved Avery Bradley, got some good moves. Added the draft after added the guy in the draft. Uh, what was his name again?
1: Oh, Jason uh, Tatum. J- Jason
0: Tatum. Um, they got better, uh, and the, so all these teams are around them are getting better, whereas they kind of stay the same. They have Kyrie Irving, is super angry at the off at the front office, and LeBron. LeBron's very frustrated with the front office. They're talking about how um, LeBron wouldn't, whenever they were, whenever they just Dan Gilbert decided not to go ahead and re-sign the GM. Uh, LeBron, when they went to go get Chauncey Phillips, not only did they lowball him, but Le- LeBron didn't even wasn't even actively trying to recruit him to come be their GM of basketball operations. It's uh, in addition to that they may. I mean, I think Derrick Rose isn't that bad of a sign of a pickup, especially as a backup point guard. He's a be- he's got to be an upgrade over Darren Williams. Am I right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And, I
1: still think Derrick Rose is a pretty solid player.
0: I mean, especially coming off the bench. I mean, he's still not going to be your All Star point he guard. Won't be coming off the bench. He won't be.
1: No, they promised him a starting spot. Oh, well, they did. Derrick Rose will be starting for the Cleveland Cavaliers.
0: I didn't know that. They're going to so they're so they're not going to start what? J.R. Smith.
1: I promise you, J.R. Smith as a point guard. No, 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 no. no, no. no like, okay. Who's
0: oh. Kyrie still on that team,
1: man? Well, if I'm saying if Kyrie leaves, and I don't, Kyrie
2: don't leave. that's another. Podcast. But they
1: did prom they did promise Derrick Rose a starting so spot. You're, so you're before start, Kyrie said that.
0: Okay, so. So they're not going to start Shumpert anymore. Is that probably what they're going to do? They're probably going to start well, Kyrie they started and Jr.
1: I'm sorry, I got confused, but they did start Jr. before
0: that. Okay, that's what I, I didn't. I hadn't heard that. My bad. But and then they like decide Jeff Green and then Jose Calderon, both old players that really aren't that great. I mean Jose, I like Jose Calderon because he could hit threes in 2K, but that's as far as a real life player. He looks like a drug addict that wandered onto a basketball court. That's true, but uh, so that's, I, I, that's that's my thing. That's my thing. I've been rambling for a little bit. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, I'm. Um, I like to really take NBA teams and, like I said earlier, really kind of dissect them and kind of figure stuff out. And I I don't think there really were a whole lot of losers. Um, I mean, when you think about it, the the Golden State Warriors are going to kill everybody. So it's just kind of like what you don't really know what to do. So a lot of people would say, you know, the Bulls had a really bad offseason because they got rid of everybody. But in all reality, the Bulls were are probably being the smartest out of anybody cuz they're saving up for the future cuz they know they're not going to do anything now so they're yeah, going to they, a good they team spent their, their later. picks
0: this year on a, on a power forward that's not that great and then Chris Dunn and they don't have any like very promising pieces but I guess they'll get a high draft pick they, this year they
1: have some picks and then they're going to build later they know they're going to be really bad and that's why I really respect them that's what I wanted the thunder to start doing before we picked up Paul George cuz yeah. I didn't think that would be possible but um I actually the <laughs> Cleveland didn't do much. You're right. But I like the accusations they picked up. Ac- Ac-
0: accusations. Accusations.
1: Accusations.
0: Um, you I screwed, just said it wrong there You've got Not everybody screwed up. Accusations. Okay, maybe you d-
1: accusations. okay,
0: maybe you did have it right that time. I don't know.
1: Acquisition acquisition
0: that's a new word <laughs>
2: <laughs> no but it's far away from accusation so if we start saying that one and it's a different word then maybe we have a hope here all right so mm-hmm.
1: I like the people who Cleveland picked up mm-hmm. um, uh-huh. and I, I do think it makes Cleveland a slightly better team and I think it will make it to where if Kyrie leaves they still are uh, the best team in the east I really do think they are um so I'm honestly I, I'm I have to go with Indiana. Just because, like...
2: <laughs> Man, they took an L. They, they really they lost this offseason.
1: Like, they did. I am I mean, I love Victor Oladipo, but you traded away Paul George for Victor Oladipo.
2: And, yeah. and Domas Sabonis, well, or whatever is his it, name is. Is it because you freaked out because that was the best offer you had at the time? Because there are reports coming out that said that there's not any chance that this was the best offer. And... If on the Pacers, I don't know what the deal is with that. I mean, I would. If I'm the Pacers, I would take draft picks over Sabonis. This I is, would. I would have tried to do something else where you get a guy who can play for the team this year. You think they and could have two got something draft from Cleveland?
0: You could. You you have to know oh, they got. They had, There had to have been something from Cleveland that was. Ever.
2: Well, let's see here. So the Pacers are in the position now where they could have taken a contract on, right? But you know we. If you're the Pacers, I think you'd rather. This is just me personally. I think you'd rather have Kevin Love in a couple draft picks along with Shane Tatum's contract, I'm sorry, Chain Tatum, Chain Frye's contract, um, as opposed to having Victor Oladipo and Demontis Sabonis. Yeah, I think Both you'd rather with- have Kevin Love than Sabonis and Oladipo. Yeah, it's maybe. I don't know. It's weird.
1: What I think happened is um, Larry Bird was like, "I'm out," and then his last thing he was like. Okay, so he's like, hey, we'll give you these guys for him. And he's like, sign it. I'm gone, guys.
2: <laughs> That's it. Dropping the mic. I'm
0: done. And then everyone's just like, what the heck just
1: happened? Larry Bird's just trying to mess with the entire, you know, state of Indiana right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I said the biggest loser was the Cavs. You said Pacers. I said what, what did you, what, have, you, what, have you given one yet? Glenn? I
2: think it could be the Los Angeles Lakers. Really? And I think it's because Magic Johnson could just be dumb. As crap about this whole NBA thing and they could have really tampered with Paul George. And if because here's the here's the thing. See so, so I look at the whole what if in this. When I when I say this, it, this is completely what if. So grimly mistake if you want to. You but are, this is almost it? a conspiracy theory. Yes, this is. So if Paul George doesn't go to the Lakers, right, and he cannot go to Lakers, then all of a sudden suddenly there is abs it goes from maybe being a three five percent chance that Westbrook does next off season to zero. Okay. And then if those if but if Paul George can't then LeBron James there's no way he does yeah you know and then all of a sudden you're going man wow all of a sudden the Lakers are just they're up creek they're up a creek right now and now here's the thing I the Lakers have been burned before and not by Adam Silver but by David Stern and David Stern denied the trade for Chris Paul to the Lakers right. So the Lakers haven't always been like, oh, or the Lakers, you know, you have to let us, you know, get right. this because we're a big market team, whatever. That's not the case, especially in the past couple, especially recently, you know, as opposed to not. So I think, I think there is a potential that we could say that the Lakers are the worst offseason. I think next year or in a couple months, whatever happens with this NBA investigation, that we could be looking and going, man, Lakers had the worst offseason because Magic Johnson just couldn't keep his mouth shut, you know? Just, he just had too close of a relationship with Paul George and whatever. And because if that's proven to be true and accurate, then hang on a second. And this might help out the Thunder a lot. Yeah. Even if Paul George is like, hey, I'm still going to, you know, I, I'm still thinking about, you know, leaving. I still want to go to Lakers. I still want to play in LA, whatever, and stuff like that. That's okay. But maybe the Thunder re- will, like, really know that because of this investigation as opposed to just kind of being like, hey, Paul. Hey man, hey, it's getting close to that trade deadline. What are you thinking here, man? You know we're the fifth seed. Yeah. You know maybe this kind of moves that timeline up a little bit too, so the Thunder have a better better understanding of what's going on.
0: Yeah, I think just for the sole reason of having to have Lavar Ball wandering your facilities.
2: No, that's would, gonna be would, horrible. Would
0: be a reason to give the get to give the Lakers the L for this offseason. Well, if
2: Lavar Ball. Can theoretically, in his own mind, can beat Michael Jordan? Then do you think he's? Do you think Paul George would be like, "Hey, one on one, let's go"? Because LeVarball Ball can't even beat Ice Cube. So what are we doing here?
1: Hey, LeVarball Ball couldn't beat Ice Cube in a four-point shooting contest.
2: Still couldn't beat him. You still said hey, that that hey, was uttered prove, out of your mouth. Could not beat him.
1: Prove to me right now that LeVar Ball couldn't beat Michael Jordan in one-on-one game.
2: He played at Washington State and averaged 2.2 points in one his co- season his coach of came NBA out and said, basketball. His
0: coach came out and said a direct quote. He said, you could lock LeVar Ball in a, in a barn and he couldn't score 20 points Look, <laughs> by I, himself. I think LeVar Ball is hilarious. <laughs>
1: and I think, I think Lonzo was the best pickup in the draft. I think the Lakers made some really good... Did some really good stuff in the offseason to like build around if they did get some big players. But you are right, this whole stupid thing going on. This right
2: could now is really, be bad. It could be bad. It, and I am going off potential here's more than anything else. I, yeah, I think the Cavs and the Pacers are both dumb as heck as well. So
1: because uh, it's, I don't know, it's crazy. I still, I think Brook Lopez was a really good pickup. I think he's still one of the best centers in the game. And if but having those a uh, uh, Lonzo and a Brook Lopez with like a LeBron and a Paul George would be just absolutely incredible. But yeah, this this really kills it. It's it's hard, but yeah. Anyways, guys, um, I think that's all we got for tonight. That's all we got. I for think you right.
0: Um, just want to mention two things to finish this off. We have the like we said we had the Twitter account at Slim underscore Basketball. Um, we're we're gonna start this year. Uh, we're gonna lengthen the podcast out a little bit and start talking about OSU basketball. Um, adding that in, and then we're also looking for a new name
1: yeah we're kind of thinking Shaden, about it it's just not f- gonna be soon um it's probably gonna be uh, be a while so it's still gonna be slim basketball for a little while we're just um kind of playing with some stuff and figures figuring mm-hmm. some stuff out so just um just be ready and on the lookout for some changes or big changes some or cool anything ones. like that we're, we're thinking about doing some other stuff with the podcast maybe adding some new features to everything and oh uh, yeah but it'll be interesting. This will be a fun yeah. year, guys. Maybe
2: having a podcast not just in the studio anymore. We might uh, we might be able to go and leave the studio somewhere. We're,
0: we're going to take the podcast on the road. To Japan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to Texas.
2: Or to Iron Monk down the street. We'll J- see. I don't Japan
1: know. and Texas are basically the same thing.
2: You should end the podcast right now. That horrible <laughs> I don't even know. That wasn't even funny.
0: Just go ahead. Just- it's nine forty. I want to go to bed.
2: Ah <laughs> uh, man, I still got stuff to I, do. Uh,
1: Thanks, guys, so much for listening. Um, we hope to see, listen to guys next week
2: catch us next week on the slim basketball podcast make sure to follow at okali ocast on twitter and the face like the facebook page OCall the okali or okali um Ocast as well and don't forget to uh make sure you're following at cd wounded knee C- cd underscore wounded knee on twitter and make sure you're following slim what's yours i don't
0: even know it's like I think
1: it's, it's, it's slim24 two, two or something like that yeah it's like
0: slim2421
2: follow Shaden on twitter you have to find him yourself just go, just, lo- just, go <laughs> mi-
0: just go look at my twitter page go probably
2: look at, at cd underscore knee, wounded knee god damn it Shaden you really screwed up all the we can't say
0: the word accusations or accusations anymore you can't
2: no one can <laughs> no man one no, one can. Can. no one can I will not be able to say this for the next couple <laughs> of weeks
1: anyways uh, guys thanks so much for listening